Welcome to the platform. The Platform is Platform Magazine's podcast based out of NC State University. We want to introduce a platform for students and artists to voice their opinions on current issues related to fashion, beauty, culture, lifestyle, and much more. We are a platform for creatives by creatives. Welcome to The Platform. My name is Rosa Stancil and I'll be the host for today. I'm a fashion and textile management student and this is my first year in Platform. I'm so happy to have Virginia joining us. Virginia, if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do with Platform. Hi, I'm Virginia Carter. Um, I'm also a fashion and textile management student. Um, I'm a stylist for the magazine and this is my first year. I'm very excited. Yes. Yeah, so what do you love about fashion and why did you decide to get involved in Platform? Yeah, so um, I have grown up loving fashion all of my life, and um, I really thought platform would be an opportunity for me to really get into, like, the styling aspect of it. Um, I really, like, have been devoted to mainly luxury fashion. Um, Most of, that's, like, most of what I'm interested in, and so I thought this would be, like, a good opportunity to just kind of kind of step into that role and get experience and like learn more about the industry. Yeah, for sure. So what makes luxury fashion luxury? You know, what separates it from other areas of the fashion market, if you had to say? So I think luxury fashion is really interesting to me because it has, it seems like it would run straight along with just like the general public's um, like department store fashion, but it doesn't. It has such a different like Um, role and sector in the industry and it just everything about it kind of then trickles down to the department stores so with luxury fashion um, I feel like a lot of people don't really understand why it's luxury fashion and why it costs so much Um, I feel like that's kind of more of a difficult concept for like the general public like I'll use an example my mom I told her about the Birkin bag And she was like, what is that? And why would I be paying tens of thousands of dollars for a purse? And I was like, you don't understand. So like, I love her, but I was like, let me explain this to you. These bags are handmade and not just handmade by like, sadly, like someone in a factory. It's handmade by someone who has been like making sure the skill is their life like has devoted their life to making sure they know how to make this bag. They use the highest quality products to make this bag. And then it's so exclusive. I think that's what makes luxury fashion so different is the exclusivity of it. And like with a Birkin bag, you have to, the ones that you can see online that you can buy, like just for, this is going to sound crazy, but for like 13 grand that you can buy, me and you can buy, are not the Birkin bag that like Kim Kardashian has or um, Blake Lively. Like that's, it's not the Birkin bag they have. That Birkin bag, they had to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their name on a list. And then from that list, they get an invitation to receive a bag, just the invitation to receive it. And then you wait like two years and you get a call. And then after that call, you're like, do I want the bag? Do I not want the bag? Haven't seen it. Don't know what it looks like at all. You're paying like 20 grand for a bag, 40 grand for a bag. Haven't seen it, but they buy it because it's a Birkin bag. 
it's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so before this, I, I did some digging and I actually found there are technically six characteristics of a luxury brand. Um, you kind of touched on some of those. Um, superb craftsmanship, a rich heritage, an element of scarcity, a strong brand identity, the use for public figures, and a superlative store experience. So you definitely hit on like the scarcity aspect. Um, a lot of top luxury brands have such rich heritage and have such a long history. I also looked at this year's Forbes 2020 Most Valuable Brands list, and Louis Vuitton, Gucci, and Hermes all made it on it. Um, Louis Vuitton is the most valuable luxury brand. What, what, what do you think why that is? So I think, and this also kind of ties into the last question, I think it's um, the difference of experience that you have when you go to buy a luxury product. So when you go into a department store, you're just browsing around, someone asks you if you need help, um, and they'll just like get something for you if you need it. When you walk into Louis Vuitton or Burberry, like a store like that, there's a, first of all, there's like a security guard outside the door, which is like a little intimidating, but I mean, it adds to the exclusivity of the product. Then when you walk in, someone immediately walks up to you, offers you a drink, offers you like personal, a personal consultant, and they take you through everything. And when I say like they offer you water, this water is not just like a generic like deer field water that you get from Walmart. It is either like a Fuji water, one of those like $4, just like one bottle of waters. And it has their brand name on it. You know, it has like, it's that, like it kind of adds to the experience a little bit. And part of that is, you know, and they know that you're going to spend a lot of money there. And so they take time to make sure this experience is the best experience that you can possibly have. Luxury fashion is not just like buying something to have the brand. It's buying something that you know you're going to have an emotional connection to. And I'm not trying to sound like materialistic with that. What I'm saying is this is like a thousand, couple thousand dollars just one item. And with that, that means that you are taking hard-earned money and you're buying something that you really have worked for. It's like an accomplishment. It's a gift. It's something, maybe there's like a meaning behind it where your mom had these Chanel glasses that you grew up seeing her wear and you worked so hard so that you could buy your own. And so that when you have a daughter, they can see you wear these. Like there's an emotional connection to it. And there's just it, there's just such a different experience when you're going through. There's so much care um, devoted to like how you're feeling your experience in the store. I 100% agree. Um, but with, you know, the times being what they are now with um, the coronavirus and even before that in-store shopping was definitely going a little bit downhill. Um, how do you think luxury brands are going to adapt to that? How have you think they have adapted to it so far? Um, because like you said, shoppers and consumers of luxury products expect something more than just what's the usual. So how do they give them that virtually? Yeah, so it's like, it's very difficult. I've actually, um, a family friend of 
mine um, works at Saks on Fifth Avenue. Like she's one of the head people and she worked at Chanel for like seven years. So she's, I've talked to her a few times about like this shift because it's a very big shift and it's, um, it's really hard to make that experience. And I think part of it is you'll see, so like I'm from Charlotte and if you go to South Park Mall, there is a line literally out the door just to get into Louis Vuitton, just to get into, they just opened the Gucci store, just to get into Gucci. And I think making it so that they actually limit more of the people that come into that store, it kind of adds to the exclusivity of it um, and that experience. But I think the main thing that they've done really well and they've adapted to would be the fashion shows. So normally, uh, like Chanel is one of the biggest fashion shows of the season. Everyone wants to get the like front seat, just like sit next to the top celebrities and watch the show, take videos. But they didn't do that this year. I think they played on this idea that everything's so um, spread out, everything's so exclusive, and they made it so the only person that was in the crowd was Kristen Stewart. I don't know why they picked her, but they filmed the, and I love her, so I'm all for it. They filmed the fashion show. They made it so that she is the only one that saw it in person. And they made it so it's that personal experience so that when you go into a Chanel store yourself and you are secluded again because social distancing, I think it kind of mimics that experience that she had. And I think that's honestly what they did the best job of. And so it kind of carries on this idea that, yes, it's exclusive. Yes, we're going through something, but we're going to continue to make this a special experience for you. I agree. And there was, I saw other designers as well that did, took that virtual route. And some even made like kind of little music videos almost for their collection, which was interesting. Um, But then almost contradicting their desire to be, you know, exclusive and have that element of scarcity. Um, Gucci, which is one of the fastest growing luxury brand right now, just um, collaborated with the North Face. So, yeah, so that, so they're doing that to reach a different audience, obviously. But then why are they doing that? Because in a sense, that does kind of make them a little less exclusive. Yeah, so I actually looked this up yesterday because I haven't seen the prices yet for these jackets and stuff that they are, um, they're selling. Um, because I was wondering the same thing, like what is their, this takes down their exclusivity, this takes down the price probably of the jackets and the things that they sell. And like you said, they're reaching a different audience. And I think this is just another play on how they're going to get through the pandemic because a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have, some people who like can still sustain a very good lifestyle right now are not going to pay for another Gucci purse or like whatever, you know? And so I think this is a way that they are still trying to reach that audience that they had before, but kind of um, branching out a little bit more just to continue the revenue that they had before. So a lot of these exclusive brands, a lot of the money that they get is on the smallest products they have. 
because the general public wants to have this brand. They want to have the label of Gucci, of Louis Vuitton, um, of Chanel. And so people will buy the little tiny wallets that Louis Vuitton has or um, like the, the little bag clips that you can put that have like the Chanel logo. And they're like $200, $300. There's still a lot of money for like the tiny thing, but people do it so that if they have this brand, this like logo on them. And because that's so popular, that's how they gain a lot of their um, revenue. And since people can't really do that anymore, I think this is their new outlet for that. I agree. And you did touch on, there's actually a term kind of for that called a lipstick effect. And it's where, you know, especially during a time of economic struggle or whatever, like things like that, um, consumers will vouch to get a lipstick or a beauty product or things like that from a luxury brand because they maybe can't buy, you know, things that cost more money, but they maybe usually would be able to do before they ran into that economic situation. But I'm curious, what are some of your favorite um, luxury designers or brands? Okay, so I think, okay, mine would probably be one Dolce & Gabbana. I absolutely love their patterns. I love their use of like bold colors and it's just very, it's something that you don't see as much in like the luxury brand. I mean, other than like Gucci, who also does a lot of patterns, um, but Dolce & Gabbana kind of does it just in a different way. And it just adds, ugh, I, I just think it's like timeless in a sense. And it, I think what I really love about them is they'll take these older kind of patterns, these things that you would see like years ago, and they reinvent them into like the trends now, the, the styles that we like, and bringing these like bold colors and these old um, like patterns back, or just like vintage looking patterns, especially since we're in the time of like, everyone loves vintage, everyone wants to be in the 90s again, everyone wants like this look. I think they do that really well. And I, I that's probably why they're one of my favorites. And then I am obsessed with Dior. I'm obsessed with Dior. I love how like timeless their dresses are. I think it's just absolutely gorgeous. Anytime that I see a um, celebrity wearing like one of their dresses on the road carpets, I immediately love it. I always, it's, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. I also love like crazy bright colors. So I, my two favorites, um, I really love Versace. I love like the avant-garde designs, how they mix the mediums and like the super bright colors. It's almost as like, like a royal kind of aesthetic. Like I love the Medusa symbol. I, I love it. And Balmain also has the, they mix and match like really bright colors. Um, and they have a very like architectural element to their design, which I love. Um, but then as, as you're talking about with Chanel too, I, I definitely love the history. Like I think the older brands, I love like the history behind them as well. Um, so which brands do you think are most prominent right now? So what you had said before, which is like Louis Vuitton is the most like prominent, definitely Louis Vuitton. I think that symbol is so popular right now. And the use of social media has made it so popular right now. Um, and I, so I, the two that I would say would be Louis Vuitton and Gucci and they're in very different ways. So Louis Vuitton, I think has become very popular because of people like 
painting the um, symbol on shoes, just adding it to whatever they can to have that logo. And so it, the more it appears in someone's mind, the more someone wants to have it and kind of be like everyone else and just fall into that bandwagon and just keep going with it. And then Gucci, I think, does it, but in a different way. So the thing that I've noticed with Gucci is it's taken the most popular people like in the media right now. And these people have loved Gucci forever. So it's not like a surprise that they're using them, um, but has taken these celebrities that everyone is obsessed with and made them the head of their campaigns. The celebrities I would think of are Harry Styles, who I love, um, Billie Eilish, and then the one people I wouldn't think think of as much, but they might as well, um, Dakota Johnson. So Harry Styles was Harry Styles and Billie Eilish were the heads of the latest Gucci campaign. It was amazing. There's like multi-million views on those videos just because they have Harry Styles and Billie Eilish on them. Harry continues to wear Gucci literally everywhere he goes. That wedding that is super popular right now that he went to with Olivia Wilde, he was wearing a Gucci suit. Ugh, Gucci suit. And so everyone's like, oh my gosh. Like, of course they're pointing out that that was in the last show. Billie Eilish has a um, great connection to a younger audience. And so does Harry Styles. Um, but I think Billie Eilish's connection to the younger audience is like people that like want to stand out in a way that is not normal or not with the status quo. And so he, she connects with that audience. And then Harry Styles connects with the audience of just like the general public that love him and love his music. And then I think Dakota Johnson does a really good job with the, um, the sector that we were talking about earlier, the lipstick effect, because it's actually, there's this two, there's these two lipsticks that she wears like most often. Um, I think it, she might've worn it in 50 shades. She might've not, but um, these two colors and everyone is obsessed with them. I've seen it all over TikTok. I've seen it all over social media that people are just buying these $40 lipsticks just so that they can like look like her and have this, look it, it's incredible yeah so that's going kind of back to like one of the characteristics of these public figures obviously like so many brands do that um and it obviously works um especially like you were saying if you choose the right people for certain audiences um so what do you think like what does luxury fashion mean to you right now for me it's something i want to reach so i did not grow up with like my parents buying me the Gucci belts or like the Louis Vuitton bags. I just didn't. And it's always something that I've been interested in and, and something I've been wanting to get. Um, and I think I have that personal experience that they're looking for, that they cultivate um, their shopping experience around where it's going to be an emotional connection, where it's something that once I get like something Gucci, something Louis Vuitton, um, something Christian Dior or Chanel. It's going to be something I've worked for all of my life, something that I have um, appreciated and something that has like such an emotional connection because it means so much because it's something I've devoted all my life to. I agree. I would have to say like something very similar. I think for me, you know, where I am right now, like broke college student, luxury <laughs> fashion is definitely something that's aspirational to me. 
Um, I also didn't grow up with it like all around me by any means. Um, but when I do visit New York, I always, you know, walk in and out of all those luxury stores. I know good and well, I cannot buy anything. Um, but I, it's like the idea that imagine the future where you will be able to. And I think that's, you know, a lot of people is why they love luxury fashion. Um, so you just mentioned having an emotional connection with fashion. So how can someone have that emotional connection? Um, I feel like it's kind of something that I touched on before where it's just, I think there's a, there's only a few ways that you can do it. So one, like I'd said, it's something that you did grow up around, but you never had. So maybe your grandparents had it or your mother had it and it's something she could pass on to you, but you want to work for it you see the importance of like how it was in her style and you want to include it in your style but in your way and so maybe it's a different pair of Gucci sunglasses or Chanel sunglasses that you buy and you cultivate into your style and they mean so much to you and then another would be kind of our experience where we're broke college students we don't have the money to buy this right now we didn't grow up around it in any sense um, other than like wanting to have it one day. And so I think it's the, like how meaningful it is that you've worked so hard to be able to get it. Um, and so it's just like this relief of like finally being able to do it and you're so proud of yourself. And there's that emotional connection between the product and like a sense of pride and a sense of accomplishment. And then I think it's just, there's also the people like Kylie Jenner who have everything they want in the world. They have all the money they need. It's not the fact that they're like buying this thing, like that, that doesn't matter. I think it's the emotional connection to the designer or to like the meaning behind the product. And like what I said was before was also the meaning behind the product, but like the meaning connecting you to the designer and you to like your maybe your high fashion friends that you can also give this to that they understand the importance of this product, like the time and devotion to it, just the craftsmanship of it. I agree. And I think fashion in general has like tons of ways that people can connect emotionally to it. Um, but I de definitely think what you were just saying with luxury fashion, um, that's definitely how people connect. And it's weird. I remember um, when I was going to New York one year, I was like, okay, I'm going to save up, but I'm going to buy something for myself, like really nice. And like, there's no need for me to do that. Like I was literally still in high school. And like, so I went, um, to Tiffany's and I bought like the cheapest pair of earrings they had. And I was like, I don't, but then I look back and I'm like, why would I have done that? Like, but it's because it's like, there's something about it. And like, now I have those earrings and every time I wear them, I'm like, Oh, that was my first, you know, yeah, like, fancy thing I got for myself. Like, and it, it is weird that there's like, it definitely is that emotional connection, even though it's, they're literally just like the plainest pair of silver earrings ever, like not, nothing <laughs> special about them, but because it was like a luxury brand, it did have that like meaning behind almost as in, especially because I'm so into fashion and the industry and everything it like that purchase definitely kind of signified something for myself, even mm -hmm. though it was like the most plain pair of earrings ever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but no, like, that's why it's so important. It's just like, it's something that you've worked for. It's something that you've looked up to having, you know? And like, I think there's also a difference between going to like 
like their store, like the Gucci store or the Louis Vuitton store and getting it in like bulk too, because it is like also that emotional experience. Like if you're going to bulk and you're buying it, no shame. Um, but it's, it's not the same. It's like you going to New York and you're getting it from the store and like, it's so exciting. Yeah, it, it definitely is a whole different experience. And I think fashion definitely has a way of doing that. You know, it's that I, I love fashion. So what is your personal connection with fashion? If you'd say not necessarily luxury fashion, um, but just fashion in general. Yeah. So, um, I have grown up the like bedazzled girly girl of my family. Um, I have always been into fashion and growing up that was like on my dad's side of the family, at least that was like different. That was not as like important to everyone else, but my grandfather's mother was also very into fashion. And I think that has like such a emotional like connection for me because since it was like so kind of different in my family um other than like my before like my close family right now uh but like my extended family that that was my connection with my grandfather because his mom was so devoted to fashion and i am too i'm just like her um he called me bling still my nickname all of my life i have a tattoo on my like side in his handwriting um and I think all of that just like means so much to me. And I think it's part of why I love it so much. It's because it has such a connection with my grandfather. He's the one that I spend every Valentine's Day with my grandfather. It's just our tradition. We go to lunch. I buy lunch and then he'll buy me a, a, like a pair of shoes or something. Um, and my parents are like equally supportive, but my grandfather will buy me like one year he bought me high heel lace-ups like pumps that are like I still have them I absolutely love them um, and I think it's just that like wow like this is what you want to do we're so proud of you for it this is amazing it's not the regular finance route but it's like it's what you want to do it's what you're passionate about I think that's what it would be <laughs> I love that that's so amazing that like you have that family connection to it and family support um, because I know it's kind of when you choose, I think any creative career path, it can kind of be like you get the tilted head, like really, that's what you're doing, yeah. um, which is weird. Cause it's like, come on, it's 2021 now, like, right. come on, get with it. Um, but I, I definitely think, you know, fashion for me is definitely like an escape. I think it's something where obviously it's a use of expression, um, but it's, it's almost, I would say it's like the democracy of art, you know, fine art is very like, it's kind of untouchable, kind of like luxury fashion in a way. Um, yeah. Unless you really know about art and like the techniques and all that, I feel like it's very untouchable. But I think fashion is, you know, art, but that everyone can wear and everyone can have access to, whether it is luxury fashion or whether it is something you thrift, whether it's something you get at a department store. And I, I, do, I do think it's very powerful. Um, I just wrote an article about it for last semester's thing. And I just think it definitely is more than it than it seems, even luxury fashion, which can seem very materialistic mm -hmm. um, and just about money, as we've just talked about, it's, it's really not. It definitely, and for some people, sure, and, and the excessiveness of it, there's no doubt, but <laughs> it definitely does have, you know, the potential to be something more for a lot of people, mm -hmm. like you were saying. Um, 
And so then the last thing too, as we were talking about the different levels of fashion, how do you think that luxury fashion um, affects trends um, and just like popular fashion? Yeah, so I think that's actually really important. And I think for me, the lesson was first learned from watching um, The Devil Wears Prada. Because what... The best movie. But what Miranda says is so true, where she's like, You think that you got that blue sweater and you are so important because you don't care that it's a blue sweater. But actually, it started here and then it trickles down to where she just got it out of a sales bin in a department store. And I think that's so true still today because you'll see these trends on the runways. And when the fanny pack came back, immediately they were in department stores they were in fast fashion stores you could get them for like two bucks and they would be so cool Um, but that didn't start until people like Gigi Hadid were wearing them um, and they were made by Gucci and that I think is just like the most important thing the what the reason that we have these trends is because these um, these big names start them and they're seen it's not just that, like, the rich history of Chanel having this, um, these earrings or whatever it is means so much to people that really adore it. It's that someone was wearing it, and it, that was passed down to everyone seeing it, and they're like, oh, my God, this is what I want. And then people made it in the cheapest, fastest way possible, and everyone had it. And it happened so quickly, but it's, it's the reason we have trends. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's funny that you mentioned Chanel because in an interview, she had said someone had asked her like these, because it was first when, you know, people were starting to copy luxury designers Mm -hmm. and she was asked and approached about it. And she was like, no, I'm not offended. Like, I think that means I've, you know, reached success if people are copying what I'm doing. So I know there's there's definitely different opinions on that, but I just thought that was interesting that that was hers. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys all enjoyed our little talk about luxury fashion. And thank you, Virginia, for joining us again as well. And stay tuned for the next episode. This is Platform. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast on the platform. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. If you want to follow us on our journey, follow us on our Instagram at platform underscore mag and check out our website at platformmag.net. Tune in for more next week.